0: Nathan Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
1: G.L.E.S. Eagles.
2: Welcome to a Saturday edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tony DeShields II, and I'm joined by our Eagles insider, John McMullen. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys remain engaged in the content. And most notably, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. If you guys don't already know or haven't realized it, we're live right now. This isn't a premiere. Me and John are live right now, taking time out of our very busy Saturdays. But we're here with you guys because we care and because we love football. And we want to talk about your Philadelphia Eagles and this Dolphins matchup. And, you know, we talked about the offense uh, earlier in the week. We talked about the defensive matchups yesterday. But we haven't really gotten too deep into the coaching matchup. So, John, first, how are you, my friend?
1: Uh, Doing well getting ready for uh, Julio Jones
2: debut officially the Julio elevated. Jones bowl,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> officially elevated from the practice squad, so okay, um yeah, do we ever sleep? Uh, we got met. I don't know. do we? I don't think so, Tom.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I doubt it, man. uh, it's the it's the life we lead, it's the business we're in. So uh, you know let's get into the coaching matchup, man. um Mike McDaniel, Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, uh Sean Desai, Vic Fangio, man. Um, I'm not exactly sure who's the OC over there in Miami. He doesn't get talked about enough. <laughs> it doesn't, um, matter. <laughs> it doesn't it does, really matter, right?
1: Does not matter. Yeah. Mike McDaniel's the guy and that kind of uh um, you know, he's kind of the flavor of the month in the NFL scheme wise. Right. Um, by the way, Frank Smith is the offensive coordinator. Frank Smith, yeah. The and, and, and by, Frank. by the way, nondescript name. Well, well exactly, like John because, Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh because mike mcdaniel's the uh the guy and look i mean that's one of the most interesting things about this matchup is and it can tell it tells you one thing there's a lot of ways to do things in the nfl um number one offense in the league is miami uh through six games we all know that number two is the eagles for eagles fans believe it or not because they seem to think The offense has been uh, bad. Um, They're number two in the NFL. Uh, Miami's the number one team when it comes to motion, both pre-snap and in general, just at any point. Uh, The Eagles are 31st uh, in motion at the snap and 32nd overall. So dead last in the league. So it tells you – you can do things a lot of ways. The Eagles play – the reason for that is the Eagles play a lot of tempo. Uh, they play a lot of empty sets, and you're kind of defeating the purpose uh, when you do a lot of motion, especially with tempo. I mean, doesn't make any sense. You're given – the whole point of it is, if you think back to the days of Chip Kelly, is to get the defense on their heels. If you start you know, hesitating by using motion, you're kind of defeating the purpose. So – um, but yeah, I, you know, Mike, Mike is the guy right now. And I think the Eagles look at that and they say, really, you know, why is that? You know, we're the Nick Sirianni's record since that two and five start is, uh, unbelievable. Pretty
2: damn, pretty damn good. Right. Yeah.
1: So, and, and obviously they're coming off a disappointing loss. So I think there's something to prove for the we're talking about coaches. I think there's something to prove. And I think the Eagles coaches want to prove something against that labor of the month, so to speak.
2: You know, (laughs) I think about that Miami dog, I mean, that Miami uh, dolphins offense and right. They, they lead the league in motion. Um, but is, is, is that what makes their offense so dangerous? I mean, I know we talk about the, the pieces, right? The personnel, but what is it about their scheme? What is it about anything that you've seen on paper? Um, that makes their offense so complex and maybe so hard to defend.
1: I don't know if it's complex. I think, you know, Sean McVay said it best. Um, uh, who was the offensive lineman who first told me, I think it was uh Jaymon Brown who was here for a very short period of time. Um, you know, Sean called it the, the, he calls it the illusion of complexity and, um, so you're trying to make it look complex, uh, but it isn't complex necessarily on your side uh, of the football. And um, yeah, I think you know whether that's the case or not. Uh, the complexity of it, you know, the goal of most coaches is to make things uh, simple enough to where the players can play fast without thinking a lot. So i don't know if complexity is necessarily the goal mm-hmm. um, but what you're trying to do with with um motion is is test the discipline of the defense um and um they do that and if you're not disciplined um yeah it can look ugly at times um and that's you know if you go back to the super bowl that's what happened um you know, there there's nothing much con, uh, uh, complex the the Chiefs did in in the two plays that everybody has a big issue with, um, but the Eagles' secondary didn't communicate well, and they blew coverages, um, and it looks bad to the point. You know, the second touchdown the Chiefs ran. You can you can watch, you know, Patrick Mahomes was mic'd up. They they didn't even run the right play. They were in the wrong formation. And Patrick Mahomes deserves credit for, you know, getting um something out of nothing, directing traffic, so to speak. And but they ran the wrong they didn't they didn't run the right play that they wanted to run. And wow. it still worked to the point because the Eagles secondary didn't communicate well. So yeah, it, it's that But the design of it is to test the discipline of the defense. And that's why I think we're going to see more zone than we typically see. And the Eagles play a lot of zone uh, because that makes it easier. Um, but if your eyes start going in the wrong direction and you start biting, it can get ugly against teams that use a
2: lot of motion.
1: And it so- helps grab Tyree Kill.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. It helps to have Tyreek Hill, helps to have Jalen Wild on those guys, those speeches for sure. So I would, you know, we, we, we spoke, we've spoken about, a lot about discipline these past couple minutes and the illusion of complexity and how you have to, you know, not allow your not allow your eyes, to put tricks on you, so to speak. Um, how would you evaluate or rate the Philadelphia Eagles defense's discipline over the past several weeks? Now, obviously, different opponents require different things out of you. Um, every game has a complexion or um, has a personality to it, but just based off, you know, you you always have the eye in the sky view. You. You're always in the press box, and you pretty much get to see everything. Um, you know, pretty much uh, pretty clearly. How would you how would you grade or evaluate the Philadelphia Eagles' uh, discipline on the defense side of the ball?
1: Uh, typically, it's pretty good. Um, you know, uh, they have a pretty good team, um, and that's what was so disappointing uh, in the Super Bowl is the fact that. You know, I I often talk about this uh, Vic Fangio scheme that so many teams run, and obviously, um, you're going to see Vic live and in person, um, actually coordinating a defense, not sort of the second or third generation that you typically get to see from other people running it, like the Eagles. Right. Um, you're going to see live and in color what you know he does, but we're going to see patient uh, zero. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's very, and that's my, to be honest, that's my biggest problem with it. It's very, um, communication based in the back seven. Um, Mm -hmm. so because you have so many, um, zone coverages and so many different zone coverages and you're, you're spinning off to different coverages, um, one guy, doesn't do what he's supposed to do and you have what you have in the Super Bowl. And that's what was so disappointing because of all the teams that ran the Fangio defense, the Eagles were the best at it last year. Um until the second half of the last game mm. on the biggest stage. And that's why it was so disappointing. Um and it should have been. But you know and obviously a lot of people want to blame it on on the old defensive coordinator because they didn't like him um and that's fine uh but it's always player related and I was talking to one of the Eagles coaches talking about it from an offensive perspective because as we said it it's rarely this extreme where you have number one against number 32 when it comes to motion so everybody thinks Miami's got the complex offense because they run so many off op- uh so much uh so much motion Um but the bottom line is you have number one versus number 32 and you have the first ranked offense against the second ranked offense so it it proves you know basically players are more important than coaches mm, Miami's okay. successful because they have, they have the personnel Hill and and Jalen Waddle and you know, right. I, I had I has you know, two is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, um, but he's a good quarterback, he's an accurate quarterback. So when you have when you have receivers who are open and it really summits up, you saw what AJ Brown did for the Eagles offense. The Eagles offense was good in 2021, but there was something missing. Right. And then the right. final final piece of the puzzle came with AJ Brown. That's what Tyreek is for the Dolphins. Um, And even to a greater extent, because he's... can't say enough good things about Tyreek Hill as a player. You can say some bad things in other issues, but um, as a player, you can't say enough good things about the guy. He's unbelievable. I've never seen a speed guy. Usually speed guys are... Street They're not great key. route runners, yeah, that, or 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 they don't have great hands, uh, and they drop the football. He's unbelievable at everything, or even Randy Moss, who's you know, I got the cover, best receiver I've ever covered. Obviously, Hall of Fame player, greatest deep threat, even he wasn't as well rounded as Tyreek Hill because Tyreek's better at the underneath stuff than mm-hmm. than Randy was. Um Randy had the size advantage. Um the speed advantage. I don't know if he had the speed advantage, but if you're six four 220, and you Those don't strides know, are going to be pretty uh yeah. strides, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh that's the thing about Randy. So everyone you see Randy out there is like a big praying manis and he's just running by it like he's Tyreek. Like you expect Tyreek Hill to be fast um not as fast as he is. I was talking to Devin Allen this week, um mm-hmm. who's obviously an Olympic uh level speedster. Um and Devin's probably faster, but um <laughs> it's crazy what all the other stuff with the speed uh, that that Tyreek Hill possesses. It's it's I hate the term generational player, but he's a generational player.
2: Yeah, you 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 gotta give it to him. That combination of speed, route running ability, um, you know, being able to uh, you know, uh, catch uh you know, catch the ball at the, at the high point of the physicality he plays with still. He's kind of he's a stocky, fast guy that's just he's a lightning bolt out there, man. He's he's crazy. kinda he's kind of built like a pit bull you know, with cheetah speed. It's, it's 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 crazy.
1: And if you go back to his last season in Kansas City, this is where this all started about playing in the parking lot. That's what people did to Kansas City because of their impact and Tyreek Hill's impact. And as good as Patrick Mahomes is, it had more to do with Tyreek than Patrick. Um, They were trying to limit the big play, and they did. And if you remember, first couple games that year, Patrick Mahomes, that's as close as he's came to struggling over a significant period of time was like, all right, what are people doing? They're trying to force me to throw it underneath. And he wasn't comfortable with that. He wanted the big play because he was used to it mm. um, and eventually figured it out. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's tough. He's tough to deal with. And um, it's kind of like Michael Jordan in his prime. I always say, you know, he's going to score 30, but make him work for it. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. He's going to get his, but make him work for it is the best you can hope for.
2: Okay, I want to jump over to the offensive side of the ball for the Philadelphia Eagles. You said something about Patrick Mahomes that really stood out to me. The fact that you know he was he was he was really enamored with the big plays and the explosive part of the offense. He was really he was kind of uncomfortable settling for settling for the underneath stuff, right? And you know that comes with developing as a quarterback being able to take what the defense gives you. And uh, you know, being being able to operate on all three levels—the underneath, and the immediate, and the explosive deep ball—right? What have you seen from Jalen Hurts over the past couple seasons? Most notably, probably over the past several games. What have you seen from Jalen Hurts? Because you know, we we've seen him develop little by little every single year. He made his biggest leap from 2021 to 2022, of course. Um, 2023, he's having some growing pains right now. What do you think? What do you think it is about Jalen Hurts' game right now that he? is more comfortable doing and defenses are taking that away and now he's forced to do something else that's making him uncomfortable what is it about his game right now that's uncomfortable and comfortable for him and where he potentially has to take that next step his development kind of similar to what you said about Patrick Mahomes.
1: um I think Jalen is well he's a different type of quarterback so I think of course of course you know it's sort of like how people want to want to grade him or rate him whatever whatever you think a quarterback is like mm. i you know there were people last year when he was runner-up for mvp uh and deservedly so who would you know point out that he only has 22 uh uh touchdown passes right. well if that's what you want you probably don't want jalen hurts to be your quarterback if you want Thirty-five touchdown passes. All right, go get somebody else. So I, I think it has more to do with, um, you know, people judging Jalen. I, I kind of look, you know, and I wrote about it before the season when we got to talk to Jalen on on sort of a more of a wide ranging basis. Um, he's, you know, his greatness is and I said intangible greatness, you know, and people want a number. I talk about it all the time. We talk about too much. People want a number point to be point the number. He's, he's a little bit different. Yeah. You know, he was 14 and one as a starter last year's five. And that's pretty good. 19 and two, whatever. He was at 21 of 22 before he lost, or maybe it was 22 of 23. Um, you know, he does things like the Eagles have the best third down defense. That's all Jalen Hurts' third down offense. Sorry, number one in the NFL. There's they're over 60 something percent since week five. Right. It's absurd. He, he sort of, you know, you might have an ugly play, an ugly play, and you're feeling good of, about yourself as a defense. It's third and 13. Did he, he Find a way to convert? And that just is devastating for a defense um you do everything the right way and all of a sudden it might be off schedule it might be on schedule it might be a run it might be a pass um that's why it was disappointing where look the interception against the jets is was very uncharacteristic and not acceptable and all that kind of stuff i would say that's where he's got to improve uh the most understanding and that's every quarterback and he's still, I think people forget he's still a young quarterback. Again, it's not the worst thing in the world to punt that football. You're going to win the game. If you punt that football, I'm very confident in that they were going to win that game. If they punted the football, I agree. Um, he's got to understand that, uh, but competitors are competitors and they're always trying to make a play. And, he probably should have ate the football or ran it or, again, lived to play another down. Would be, if you pin me down, say what does he have to uh, improve on most? Every play doesn't have to be a success sometimes, and he's gotten better at that. Um, but he still, I, I, think I thought that was a strength a last year.
2: I thought that was a strength a little bit. Like, yeah, like, well, what that's
1: it? what I mean. He's gotten better, but there's still room as that right, play through. You know, but there's always Tom Brady, yeah, you know, there's always room to improve. And that's why he talks about the standard. The standard is is perfection. Well, you can never reach the standard. That's why, you know, you can't reach perfection. Uh, but he can get better. He can learn from that play and say, All right, you know, next time we're gonna pump the football. And you know, make Zach Wilson beat us. You know, and 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 again, it's such it's such a nebulous thing. I said if Aaron Rodgers uh tone was was healthy and on the other side, I wouldn't say that. I would say go try to make a play, go try to win the game. Because if he gets the football back and only needs a field goal, he's probably gonna lose. Um but with Zach, well, I think yeah, maybe that's a better way of describing. It. You have to understand situations at all times. Um, and that's easier said than done. Um, like if the same situation happened against Miami, you probably want to go make a play because if they get it back and they only need a field goal and you're down two safeties, they're probably, you know, you're probably in trouble.
2: Okay, so um final question before we get out of here, John. Um you know we talked about we talked about the uh, the Mike McDaniel offense versus the Sean Desai Eagles defense and how it's extremely communication based and um uh it's off the it's it's off the uh the big fangio tree, right? You know, let's talk about uh the Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson offense versus the big fangio uh patient zero uh uh defense uh the, you know their original um The Eagles have practiced against something like this all the time because they run the same, a similar defense, right? So, you know, what's your thoughts on the coaching matchup uh, between Sirianni and Brian Johnson and uh, Vic Fangio? Um, Are there things that this Vic Fangio defense, are there things in that defense that the Philadelphia Eagles are, I guess, naturally built to exploit because they practice against it essentially every day?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I asked Nick that question this week and he kind of joked about it. he said, we didn't, you know, Vic was giving us information. We didn't necessarily give him information, but, uh, look, I, everybody, yet everybody knows this defense. Everybody that's part of my problem with it is what it's happened in the past, whether it's Tony Dungy, everybody copied him, whether it's, um, you know, Uh, Pete Carroll, everybody copied him, uh, to a certain extent, Mike Zimmer, everybody copied him for a while with the a gap stuff. Um, and now we are with Vic and everybody's copying him and there's always a tipping point and offenses figure out what they're doing and exploit it. Um, and I think we're getting to that point, uh, with the big banjo defense, um, and people are too familiar with it. But, you know, I also think the quarterback play has taken a deep dive this year from an NFL perspective. So maybe it's got a little bit longer of a shelf life. Um, bands are never going to like it because it's it's so bone. It's uh, certainly in Philadelphia because it's so zone heavy and so zone based. Um, so, I don't know. Um, But the Eagles are well-versed in it. It comes down to execution. I right. mean, I I, I I always say, look, coaching is more important. If you're a sports fan, everybody's gearing up for the Phillies. If you're a 4-for-4 four four fan, yes, coaching is most important in football when it versus Baseball, the sports. basketball, hockey. Um, no question about it. But bottom line is if you don't have, and Nick to his credit says this all the time show me a good coach, I'll show you a bunch of good players. It's mm-hmm. always the players first and foremost. You know, is Tyreek Hill going to go off for 200? You're in trouble. Um, is Jalen Carter going to get three sacks? Miami's in trouble. You know, execution first and foremost. Um, And the Eagles are very competent in their offensive line against this defensive front, and they should be with Lane Johnson. Lane's going to play. So, um, you know, can they take advantage of, of their advantageous, a- advantageous matchups or, you know, the Eagles are going to play – Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown, Makai Gardner's elevated. He's probably going to be your third safety.
2: With so many new guys, though, that can influence the communication and the execution of defense, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. And especially at safety, uh, because you know safeties are the one who sort of control the communication on on in the secondary. So even though Slay and Bradbury are veterans and Who knows? Josiah Scott might get the slot work. Um, Yeah, they're in trouble. So, could Miami take advantage of that? Or can the Eagles take advantage of their um, uh, matchup, which would be the pass rush against the offensive line? So, you know, kind of if Miami wins the game, you're probably going to be saying, we're going to be talking next week and saying, the Eagles didn't take advantage of um, their offensive line. If the Eagles win the game, you're probably going to be saying, ooh, Jalen Carter whipped some people. Uh, Josh Sweat did some nice things. Fletcher, uh, Hassan Reddick, maybe a force fumble, that kind of stuff. Um, similarly, on offense, you're going to be talking about the Eagles' offensive line if they win the game. Uh, if they don't win the game, you're probably saying, wow, Miami did a nice job and held up well, better than we expected. It's always about the players. Always.
2: Always about the players, John. And uh, I appreciate you, man. You always make it about me when it comes to football 24-7. You always make yourself available, man. I appreciate you as always. Eagles fans, thank you guys for always locking in on the content as well. Uh, the content is nothing without you guys. Without you guys, we kind of really don't have a uh, job. So um, as long as you guys continue to read John's work, as long as uh, you guys continue to watch the content, we'll always stay busy for you guys. So make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Um, You guys, this is it tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's the big day we're about 27 hours away about 20 25 27 Not hours away from the, from the big game oh. so uh yeah man, john is gonna be working overtime this week in the late game uh, but most notably john man he's going to be uh stuck in traffic he's going to be having to deal with a lot of different uh existential uh, circumstances outside of his control so um i appreciate john as always man uh as always you guys you guys have been in on football 24 7 if you want more from john by the way check him out monday through friday uh 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Birds 365 with his partner in crime, uh Jody Mack. And also check him out tomorrow on the pre-halftime and post-game show. Um, piling hockey Malamut Law. Um, a lot of sponsors are involved. Ocean Casino, uh, at the you know, at the at the gallery. A lot of content is going to be on the way for you guys tomorrow. So make sure you guys lock in. John's going to give you guys all the amazing insight, all the information you could potentially need uh to you know to prep you for this game. is going to give you the best recap uh when it comes to the philadelphia eagles as well he's the best in the game one of the best doing it so uh, make sure you guys lock in once again you guys have been locked in on football 24 7 with john McMullen i'm your guy tony it's Just the second and we'll see you guys next time flag Eagles, fly
0: when it comes to the fight against insurance companies large corporations and the healthcare industry injured victims are always the underdog but that doesn't worry us at mess associates we're an injury law firm from philadelphia and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MesaLaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest in